Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, today we are pulling off an inside job. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Ooh. That's right, it's Transformers Prime, episode 49, first aired October 12th, 2012. And written by our old Beast Machines pal, Bob Scare. Aha! Hey. Nice. He's been doing more and more this season. Well, he has three episodes this season, and this is the last of them. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't have too many episodes left this season in No, general. we do not. No. <sighs> Getting close. That's right. Or at all. We have, um... Wait, there's, uh... Three... Thirteen, and then there's... The movie, is that another three? That's three episodes, yes. Okay, so twenty-ish, nineteen. Yeah, we uh, it's not that many. We are in the home stretch. Oh boy, we're certainly in the home stretch of this episode, or of this season, yes. rather. So, yeah, previously on Transformers Prime. Yes, we get a previously on. Smokescreen uh, totally decided that Optimus Prime isn't his real dad, <laughs> and stormed out in a huff. And then got his dumb ass kidnapped. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. And just as they had found out that the location of the last of the uh, Omega Keys was s- picture of smokescreen. <laughs> this is either a clue or Alpha Tron was super into memes. And we just couldn't uh, detect the Cybertronian text in impact font. Yeah, that's... That's possible. Uh, the it's, keys uh, are located in bottom text. <laughs> See, sad picture of Drake hiding uh, hiding Omega keys on Earth. Happy picture of Drake hiding keys in a dude. Cat, <laughs> yes. what do you? Do? There are better versions than the Drake meme. We could always go back to the four guys reacting to video games at some convention or something. Yes, but I've been watching the Raptors lately, so I've got Drake on the mind. Now, I I feel like Smokescreen has had his whole thing about how he's, oh, he's the chosen one. Alpha Trion just, like, stuck the key to his back like a kick-me sign and shoved him out the door. (laughs) It's like... Well, we're about to get to that. Yeah, like, dude, it's not that... That's... We're not that impressed. You're a drug mule. It's kind of worse than that, as we're about to find out. Anyway, so Smokescreen wakes up. He is, uh, he is up in the lab on a slab. <laughs> and it's, it's Knockout who is about to do bad things to him. You really? Yeah, he's working in the lab late tonight. <laughs> There's no circumstances under which you want to wake up to Knockout looking that pleased with himself. It's just. Unless you're into it. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
Have a safe word, kids. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I, although, um, when they bring up the robot x-ray thing and we see actually where the key is located inside smokescreen, yeah, the so- robots have a colon? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just shoved it up his ass. Yeah, so... So they're demanding, you know, hey, smokescreen, we, we, you know, there's a picture of you in this, where's the last artifact? And smokescreen has no idea. And indeed, it turns out that it is in him. Yeah, it, so it, this is... low in him. It, this um, is definitely a different take than the idea that, oh, he is the last artifact. It's like, no, this is some heroin smuggling shit. This yeah, is, Alpha he, he wrapped it in smuggling. a condom and made him swallow <laughs> it. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like some, you know, the fifth element is love kind of thing. Yes. Well, but this is more as if the fifth element had just been inserted into Mia Jovovich somewhere. She just swallowed it, or it had been all oh, like that 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 bit in the Dark Knight where he's like put the bomb under the guy's skin. That's <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's not. It's not as uh, you got the touch as Smokescreen <laughs> wanted to believe. Yeah, so it turns out that yeah, uh, Alpha Tron just knocked Smokescreen out, put this thing in him somehow. And then kicked him out of the ship. Yes, knocked him unconscious, cut him open, shoved this thing into him, sealed him back up, and yeah, just put him on the plane from Columbia. I yeah, and, and we're really freaking lucky that those Decepticons in their prison ship didn't have an X-ray. Well, they probably didn't have a reason to look and see something yeah. like that and be like, oh, it's like the x-rays you see from hospitals where people have, you know, stuck <laughs> ill-advised things in their orifices. Oh, it's like that uh, feature that Deadspin uh, runs every year where they, they do a roundup <laughs> of medical reports of uh, foreign bodies inserted in rectums, which is, as always, entitled, What Are We Putting Up Our Butts This Year? <laughs> and it's yeah. usually the same shit every year. It's stuff you don't want up there. <laughs> yeah. Although I, uh, I will say these these omega keys do appear to have flared bases, so that's something. Yes, that's well, a, a good. Yeah, they have a handle to at feature. least pull them back out. But unfortunately, yes. the one that's in smokescreen has been inserted handle first. Yeah, that's the qu- how much empty space is there inside your average transformer, <laughs> and how cognizant are they of it? It I... well, apparently not at all. It, it, like, it's very weird because, like, you go back to G one, you have like the the jet formers that have the whole cockpit, which presumably is still hollow. Plus, there's the standard like spark chamber, but like this is, it's about half the height of spoke smoke screen's torso in the lower half. I would have figured. Work? I would have figured he would have had the most empty space in his head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, apparently it's in his torso. It's like if I somehow didn't realize that I had—I don't know. Um. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I of mean, a, it's a not pur- small. A book? No, no. 
Yeah, like, like a, book, a book. But a book made of metal. <laughs> with pointy edges. And I well, just when, didn't know it was in my torso. I guess when you're also made of metal, it's a thing. It, it, well, it's a, it's a, um, my, my tummy has a bio VCR in it. I didn't notice something. <laughs> okay, James I mean, they, Woods. They did make it very clear last season that they are not simply like, the kind of robots that just have a bunch of empty space and, and stuff inside them. That they are they are biomechanical. So yeah, it seems like you should not be able to do this. <laughs> and it's really I mean, messed up and gross. And also this does not say much for Ratchet as a physician. <laughs> well, he didn't, oh yeah, why no would it doesn't. Have you didn't notice that one of your patients had what appears to be an entire weather vane in in his uh, duodenum. You, you say, why wouldn't they look? But they didn't trust him for a while. I so guess. he should have looked. Yes, like, hey, maybe this guy's full of bombs or something. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like, you can only find it in a specific spectrum, but that sounds stupid since it's a physical object inside him. <laughs> ah, it's just, it raises so many questions. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. Anyway, so Knockout has decided, well, okay, I guess it's uh, it's in there. One way to get it out. Bzzz. <laughs> I, I really like him, him saying, I do so resent a finish fleshier than my own. As he comes at him with the chains, well, with the buzzsaw. But no, it's a psych out. It's a good gag to freak him out. But before actually inserting himself, well, there, there's a good thing, because he has the, um, the the kitty pride device that the smokescreen brought with yes. him conveniently. Yes. So Knockout's wearing that and sticking his hand through his other hand, which is that's kind of trippy. How does that? Why? What? I don't know. I Knockout mean, is just he's... so high right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he's messing around. He sticks it in, and then he fists smokescreen and then pulls out with the key thing. I mean, that's a standard Kitty Pride and or the Vision kind of move. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget the Vision does that. It's... I mean, the Vision de- definitely does a thing where he's sort of like sort of half intangibles into your heart just to mess mm-hmm. with you. It'll like knock a guy out instead of, you know, killing him. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. It does not make the entire situation less weird and gross. Anyway, so, Smokescreen, you know, this is a pretty awful situation, but he has to feel great. <laughs> I mean, he just had this thing pulled out of him. Yeah, I imagine yeah, he feels a lot better now. He's got to be like a hundred pounds lighter, at least. <laughs> you know, it's like when you pull a splinter out of your foot. Yeah. Except if the splinter was the size of a weather vane. And if I that, guess we... you didn't notice it was there until it's taken <laughs> out, and then you're like, oh, so that's why there is that weird pressure on my kidneys. <laughs> uh, have have we seen any of the kids interact with the keys? How how big actually are they? I We have not seen them interact with the keys yet. Actually, we no, haven't we had haven't. seen the kids for a couple episodes. <gasps> yeah, so, so scale reference all... is a little dubious. <laughs> They're all busy being under in the witness protection program. Yes. Mm. They're hanging out with uh uh with Ray Liotta. <laughs> yes. 
you know, she, uh, Miko's complaining, you know, I, I went to a restaurant the other day and I got, I ordered sushi. I got, uh, I got canned tuna on Uncle Ben's. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta live the rest of my life like a schnook. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the Japanese equivalent of schnook is. Oh, there's so many different choices. Uh, well, here's your basic baka. You got aho. There's probably a lot more colorful, unique ones I can't think of right now. Uh, no, Kusa, you're on asshole, basically. <laughs> anyway, so we, uh, so the Decepticons don't actually know what these things are. Yeah, still don't know what they are, but Optimus wants them, so they want them. And somehow Starscream knows where they are, because cut to Starscream. He's just hanging out, talking to his dead clone. Also, just as an aside, I I yeah. think it would be hilarious to have an episode where Optimus just really wants, like, some really sweet rims that he saw, and he has to go out of his way to get them, and the Decepticons are like, what is this thing he is trying to acquire? We must get it first. And they just end up with some really nice hubs <laughs> that are completely useless because none of them are trucks. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like a good episode for a, a prime knockout fight. <laughs> yes! <laughs> fight over the hops. Because he's the only one who really knows what they are, and he just kind of wants them for himself. Yes! He just wants them So he can adapt the, the technology. Same. Yes! We, we can't replicate this with our Cybertronian technology. You see, the car stops, but they keep spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Star Scream. Wait, shit. Wasn't there a Transformer that did do that? Or am I thinking about different with, toys? With the spinning rims? Well, well, well like, like the hubcap would, would move independently of the tire. Crap. Sounds like a movie guy. Possibly. I swear I played with the toy that did that, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, so Starscream does know what the Omega keys do somehow. I don't. Do we know how that. How he knows this? Well, he, he was leader of the Decepticons. I guess there's a briefing about shit you should know, maybe. Who knows? I guess Megatron doesn't know what they are, though. What does, well, he doesn't immediately know what they are. I guess Starscream heard the Autobots talking about it. Maybe that maybe. was it. Because, yeah, he's talking about how, you know, he's going to, you know, rebuild Cybertron with these keys. He's going to be the Emperor of Destruction. That's right. Oh, oh, right. Like, he's he's imagining things. And for a split second, I was hoping, oh, please, let his imagination be a musical number. And then it wasn't. <laughs> Hold on for the next, put a pin in that for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but like, th- this would be like the best opportunity to have a musical number in an episode so far. Probably. Who else is going to sing other than Starscream? <laughs> Needs more singing. And he's realizing that, you know, I'm, you know, well, I may have one of these keys. Uh, my only other resource is this dead clone. Just not great. He doesn't have an army. He doesn't have a warship. He doesn't have a living clone, even. All he's got is a dead a dead corpse and not much else. He does come up with a good idea, but, but one dose of red N. And he's speechifying it to himself. He does bring up the standard. I could be the emperor of destruction. 
Yay, Japanese reference. Yes. And also, he calls himself Starscream the First. Yes. yes. <laughs> which is a thing that comes back in the, well, the currently ended a while ago, comic series. Oh, that's right. When he got elected president of Cybertron, and he was called <laughs> Starscream the First. Oh. Yes. Or at least he called it, I, he may have only called himself that in the Christmas issue, I think. I think so, yes. Which is interesting, because while IDW did address that sometimes characters do have the same names as other characters, they're normally not, like, connected or related in any way. It seems to just be chance. So, like, why would the next leader be also Starscream? Or why would there have been a previous Starscream who was a leader? I don't know. Anyway, so pretty soon Megatron does know about this because he uh, once again hooks up the the uh, neural patch to Smokescreen so he can listen in on Yay! this briefing. They're real. They were really uh, leaning on this thing a lot. I, I had totally forgotten the the cortico psychic patch, but I'm glad yes. that it has made a return because it's messed up. I love it. It is. Pretty or as up. I put in my notes, yay that brain thing. <laughs> I think I refer to it as the ins- the Inception machine. Yeah, yes. it's, it's 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 the the Matrix plug thingy, basically mm. just glows purple, and it, it yes. it's a really neat thing that the series brings out. But I, I almost think it uses it too much. Well, we're we're about to get it in it twice in two episodes. Yes, after yeah, like not using it for an entire season, after using it extensively in season one. Mm-hmm. Also, like, isn't Megatron done with that arm yet? Like, why does he still have... He's just gonna keep it. He I could paint yeah. it black or something. Like, uh... it it doesn't match. <laughs> well, no, but it says, hey, look, I stole this from a dead guy. <laughs> I guess it does make a bold statement. Also, he might want to use the hammer again. To reforge something, it's convenient than just taking it on and off. I mean, it's not like he's a parts former. He has to leave it there. In case he gets up in the middle of the night and it's like, man, I really want to make myself a sandwich. And so he gets some bread and some cheese and the forage of Solus Prime and makes the sandwich. The end. So anyway, he takes off, uh, and, uh, this knockout's alone, and this gives Smokescreen the opportunity to grab the, uh, the phase shifter, use it to, uh, to make himself intangible as well, and so they sort of grapple for a little while, they end up going through a wall, but knockout only gets halfway through. How does he survive that? Yeah. It's, How is well, he still talking? It is hard to, like, uh, does he displace what's in the wall? I guess does, he would have was to. connected to the thing take precedence? Because otherwise that should, like, cut him in half. I mean, his spark yeah. is presumably in his upper half, but, like, maybe it should have gone through his T-cog or something. It's, it's weird, but, um, it makes me wonder about the writer. It's like, oh, th- does somebody have a through-the-wall fetish? 
and they're just working it out with a robot. Not that I'm aware of. That can't be a fetish. <laughs> I, I, I've unfortunately seen some things. Oh, dear. I, I did see this happen on an episode of Venture Brothers. <laughs> yeah, in almost exactly the same pose, too. Like, yes. one arm almost fully up and the other arm just like a little dangly hand. One knee. <laughs> I, damn, I gotta go back through Venture Brothers and get the most recent. It was season. the it was the premiere of the second season. It was uh, Doctor Venture. Oh, was that early? Yes. Oh. Well, because it was the episode where they revealed that the boys are clones. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was the third season. Second. Oh. Okay. Is that soon? Jeez. Uh, it's taken only twenty years from them, them to put out like eight seasons. <laughs> Seven. Or Each four. episode is produced with love. Yes. God, I uh, I love that show. I wish it was faster, and I wish I'd been paying attention when the most recent season actually started airing, because <laughs> I missed most of them. Uh, anyway, so Knockout is hilariously halfway through one wall, and he is just hilariously indignant about it. <laughs> he is yeah, very we, indignant. We, thankfully, we never see the backside of him and what happens there. I mean, a bunch of Viacons have definitely hung a kick-me sign on it. <laughs> yes. Also, maybe they are kicking it, and they're seeing if he can still feel it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's go with that. Anyway, so, I mean, it's lucky for Knockout that he's, you know, just, you know, he can just be sort of, you know, sassy about this instead of being all, ah, ah, my organs. I'm full of wall. Ah. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Anyway, so uh, so Smokescreen is using the uh, his kitty pride powers to, uh, to phase through the ship, escape, but then he finally gets, you know, gets to the outer hull and Megatron's there, so he just jumps right off. This is the sure. most hot rod thing. Like, I would even go so far as to say specifically IDW hot rod Rodimus, who yes. is, like, the stupidest, and I say that with love, the stupidest hot rod where Megatron says, pity you are incapable of flight, and he says, like, I'm gonna let that stop me, and he just jumps. Oh, that's so Hot Rod. That's the most Hot Rod thing. He spent an episode being insufferable about how he was the chosen one, but this is the most Hot Rod thing that he has ever done. <laughs> well, Which is why I, I like him a little bit more in this episode. He's doing dumb shit. But it's impressive dumb shit. Yes. He's not like saying, oh, I'm the best. No, it's like, fuck it. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get the things. I can't fly. I'm jumping off. Whatever. I'll, it'll work out on itself. Maybe I'll land on a comet that's flying down. <laughs> uh, to quote Ron Burgundy, making... I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's not just making RC want to punch him. He's actually doing something impressive. And so Megatron's all, you know, you, you know, a bunch of Viacons there. He's all, you fools, follow him. And he chucks a couple of them off. And, you know, one of them turns into play mode. And the other one is one of the oh, car Viacons, who just turns into car mode and screams. Because first he throws two off. He throws one that, oh, it can fly. And then that poor second one is a car. And, oh, the, the rest of his life is not going to be fun. Oh, this oh is, it's, God. it's. This is my, maybe my favorite Transformers Prime gag. It's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 and to, 
Do, do some of the other Viacons, after the two are thrown off, actually take a step back? Or am I just imagining that? They do. Okay. So this is like the perfect Transformers Prime gag, because it's that, that level of dark. It's just... Yeah. And yes, he, he shouts that he needs flyers, but yes, he just throws a couple after him and one of them can't even fly. <laughs> Oh god, Megatron. He's <laughs> Megatron is so insane. I love him. Anyway, so he's falling. The Autobots, you know, they uh they're back at the base and they finally get his signal back, but it's it's moving strangely and it takes them way too long to figure out that oh, he just jumped off the ship. Yeah, it takes longer than it should take him to plummet to the ground. <laughs> that ship's very high up. And there are strong updrafts. It would have to be like higher than the atmosphere is for him, because it takes like two or three minutes before Ratchet figures out, oh, he's falling. It's a. It, <laughs> that's why I can't lock him. We're working on point. Bl- we're working on point break gravity rules here. Yes. Okay. Well. Yeah. So they could talk to each other while falling. It takes as long as it needs to. Or Eraser, in which uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger somehow jumps out of a plane, then later has a gunfight with that same plane. (laughs) (laughs) A plus. Anyway, so so the Autobots figure, okay, well, we better open a ground bridge then. And so they they try to. uh, Instead, Megatron attacks. He ends up... uh, getting knocked off course, and so he used the phase shifter to just go through the ground. <laughs> Which, um, h- how does, how do Kitty Pride work? I, I have many more questions. Well, actually, they, they kind of mentioned that it's intuitive, right, in this episode? Because he yeah. doesn't go through the ground when he doesn't, he doesn't want to. He doesn't go through a floor, a thing. Well, how does it know he wants to, it, um, and how does it know where to stop him after falling through the ground is more of the question. And maybe he can sort of, like, swim back up? Yeah. I, I, how, what, but, like... I mean, he does mention, rail- because it earlier it did say things. something about... Resistance? It does say something about grounding. Uh, it, it uses some kind of grounding so you don't go through the floor, and then right. he makes some comment when he's messing with it about hoping grounding doesn't mean the literal ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So yeah, he it, it is at least a little bit uh addressed that this may or may not work, but he's going to try it because he has already jumped off a warship. <laughs> it, it would it would be kind of more interesting if the rest of the episode is him plummeting towards the core of the earth and he has to figure out how the fuck to shut it off. <laughs> I mean, that I is mean, what that's... happened to the phase shifting guy in that one episode of Batman Beyond. I mean, maybe if you're oh, going, yeah. if you're uh, going through something that's actually solid, there is still some degree of drag, so that you know he would not. It might slow him down. That right. It would be nice if that was mentioned, because that, that, but but it's like he's only like twenty or thirty feet lower when he comes out of like a cliffside. Physics. Mm-hmm. Physics, just yeah. Physics. Definitely real, actual physics. Yes, yeah. totally did some research here. Or it'd be funny if, like, he just kind of pops up like he, he'd come out off a trampoline and say, Oh, geez, I went all the way to the other side. 
Also, the the jet vehicles in Megatron all, like, do their evasive maneuvers with the ground, and then the car guy, still in car mode, just hits the ground and explodes into his fiery death. (laughs) I I like that he was, like, falling for five minutes. Yes, yeah. I I appreciate that they make sure to show you his his fate. They don't want to leave that his like unaddressed. And he was screaming the whole way down. Yes. Yeah, but like one, why did he bother tra- transforming into car mode? He knows he's a car vehicle. <laughs> I mean, is that going to help? Maybe. I he mean, was... he could at least like try the Iron Man landing. Maybe he'd lose an arm and a leg, but. <laughs> He oh. wouldn't be a smoldering car fire. Oh, <laughs> Superman landing. He's going to do the Superman landing. <laughs> or superhero landing. Sorry. No. So he's dead. Just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so back at, so they, uh, they managed to. Why? <laughs> Through him. So anyway, they, they finally get him back to base. Um, you know, they note that, you know, he's only got three keys. Uh, they wonder where the fourth is, and then, just at that moment, Starscream contacts them, saying, well, hey, I remember that whole thing where I can't transform? Well, I still can't transform, and I would like uh, my, my cog back. So, if you give me that, so as, I will give you the key. As as a, sort of a, a aside here, I don't know if it's just that I, like, we didn't get this good of a close up on Prime's head before or, or what, but for some reason, for the first time, when we have this very good headshot of Prime talking to Smokescreen about, I don't know, how I guess he did a very good job or something, even though he was just Alvatron's drug mule, is, I can tell that the blue paint on his head has that sparkly, like, vehicle oh, paint. Effect. Yes. Like, I hadn't noticed that about specifically his head before, that it has that sparkly vehicle paint metallic finish. Good job. Good job, animators. Alright, so, uh... uh, Report back. I've... Quick googling trying to find out if schnook works in Japanese. I can't find equivalent lists of, like, stupid words. But I did find some other odd lists, and... One really interesting word I need to start using. Tsundoku. Leaving a new book unread after buying it and just letting it pile up in a pile with other unread books in your house. Ooh, as the, uh, as the kids say, I feel seen. Yes. Yes, Tsundoku. I have, uh, Tsundoku comic book pile, Tsundoku book pile, Tsundoku manga pile. Look, my... Horror book pile? <laughs> My second ever job was at a mall bookstore, so this is deeply a part of my culture. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so, you know, they decide, you know, we need these keys, so we are gonna try and take them up on this. I'm not sure exactly what TCOG they're planning to give here. Well, they probably aren't planning to immediately give him one, but yeah, I mean, they didn't have they a spare for maybe... Bumblebee. Yeah, I mean, we, the viewers, would know that he probably means the one from his remaining dead clone, 
Uh, but as, you know, we, we will see what he actually means in a moment. But it, yes. it is the best kind of lie in that it is mostly true. <laughs> so they get there and they find it's, uh, you know, a little too late because Starscream is already dead. <laughs> of course, what? that's the dead clone. And Starscream <gasps> has, uh, juiced up on the red energon and is now using the speed force to zip on into the Autobot base. Get in there, uh, taunt the Autobots a little, because he's super fast. <laughs> Find out where Arachnid is being kept. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm leaving her there. Yeah. yeah. So he gets in there, he blows, uh, he blows the vault o- uh, up with one of his missiles. This sets the sprinklers off, because I guess there are sprinklers in there? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> safety, you know. Well, we know they can't use flame-retardant to- foam. Yeah, I'm going to assume that those are left over from uh, when it was a human-run base. Uh, but additionally, uh, yes, A, you can't use the flame-retardant foam. Uh, and and B, I feel like it was mostly just because the animators do some very pretty stuff with the sprinklers here, and it was an excuse to let the animators do some very pretty stuff with the sprinklers. Yeah, this this the slow-mo animation here is very nice. It, it definitely, like, frequently when I see water in, in CG, I go back to Beast Wars and how it took them years to be able to do water with any kind to of- kind of do it. Yeah. Still. So this is, well, this is also, definitely well, one of those- Water is a problem, especially doing it at scale. Look, but... look how far they've come. Uh, for they come, they're cheating. They're rendering everything else slower so it's easier, while they just have one character walking around at normal speed. If anything, that's probably easier. Okay, the water getting it to look cool is probably a little tricky, but the water looks very cool. Although, although animating things at different speeds that might be difficult, but eh. robots are mostly not moving. I do appreciate that you would think that Starscream might have some sense of, like, urgency in all of this, but he is seriously just sort of, like, meandering through their base. Yeah, like, like, he's, uh, he taunts them, it's like, oh, I'll kill you later, I want to go get the stuff now. No, mm-hmm. kill them now, because you don't know how long this shit is gonna last. It's, it's very... does get him in his... hand, but... His ego. It's very much his him being a victim yeah. of, of his own ego. Or it, it is Starscream, Starscream. Again. Or I don't know. Just you know, kill them all, and then you can just take your time in getting this thing. Yes, even if yeah. it's worn out, worn off, it won't matter because they'll all be taken care of. Yeah. Also, because like if you kill them all, you close the gate, you strand the guys far away. You can have the run of the base and do whatever the hell you want for a while. Anyway, he doesn't do that. All in all, though, it was a very good scheme. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is surprisingly effective for Starscream. Mm-hmm. Although he doesn't, he almost blows it because he just, he stops to make fun of Optimus for being all new. And then it wears <laughs> off and he almost gets his ass kicked. Yes. Yeah. But he does get away. I, I do like that his hubris caught up with him at least a little bit. And we get a a huge yeah from Optimus Prime. 
Like, it's not even a, a big no. It's like a Peter Cullen just stubbed his toe in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really mad. Yeah. So we cut back to yeah. the... Uh, Sorry? Starscream wins! Yay! Happy ending! Yes. Oh wait, there's still yeah. more episode? Yeah, because we what? cut to the, uh, we, we cut back to the, uh, the Decepticon base. Megatron is just gonna leave Knockout in that wall. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, you could be a lesson to anyone else who fails. <laughs> Megatron's a jerk. You're, you're just a sconce now, Knockout. <laughs> We're gonna hang coats on you. His fitting punishment is being fit for a wall, which, like, Megatron, that weird, not to mention, how the hell do you even get him out? You'd have to cut around him and then sand off the metal parts that are stuck in him, I guess? There are a lot of questions. Also, you're probably going to need a doctor at some point. Yeah, it's, you're going to need a spare doctor to fix your first doctor. Ah. So, and yeah, as we uh, have discussed, I'm sure the Decepticons are not, they do not have a plentiful supply of medical professionals. No. So indeed, they, uh, Starscream drops into the base and he's all, hey, look at me. I got all four of these keys. He makes a big show of spreading them out. Yes. I like how Dreadwing is like guns out. He just immediately like gun time. <laughs> And that is the episode. Dun dun dun. Really? Like, I think this is the biggest swing of Starscream doing the smartest thing he's done to the dumbest thing he's done. (laughs) It's like, I'll get all the keys. I mean, like. Awesome. I could save Cybertron. It'll be all mine. But I'm going to hand him to Megatron. I mean, what? He he did say. Do you not remember anything? Well, he addressed that he doesn't have, I mean, he literally says the infrastructure to actually maintain Uh, any kind of control over Cybertron. Like, he can do whatever he wants to, but some, like, he doesn't have a warship, he doesn't have any troops, all he had, all he had was one dead clone. (laughs) And then he just used up that dead clone. Yeah, well, he made good so use of the dead clone, but, uh, I mean, he he's turning them over to Megatron because he can't. He he acknowledges that there's not really anything he can achieve with them by himself. All they're really good for to him as a bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, they're a better bargaining chip if he went back to the Autobots. It's like I just showed you guys up. I now have all the keys. I didn't kill any of you, conveniently. <laughs> Yeah, Let's but he knows, he knows that RC's just gonna murder him in his sleep. Yeah. There's no going back there for her. No. Okay, that's kind of true, whereas opposed to, oh, on the Decepticon ship, there's only two people who might want to murder him instead of one. Well, I mean, we're yeah. about to find out exactly what the deal with that is in our very next episode, which is what? another clip show. What? Dang it. The second Uh. of two clip shows. Oh, good. It's only two. It's not a Wolf's Reign situation. No. (laughs) So, yeah, but overall, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I I enjoy heist-type stuff, Mm -hmm. and I like the breakout. I I think the knockout stuff is funny, and I really love that gag, that guy just plummeting to his hideous death. (laughs) 
Yeah, there, there, there are some weird issues and problems and how does that work things in this episode. But overall, this might be the most fun episode. And yet it, it's a lot of fun. Half of it focuses on smoke screen. So I'm surprised about that. Yes, he does the most hot rod thing he has ever done. Uh, we get knockout being amazing. Uh, we get, I, I, really liked that uh, you didn't know what was actually Starscream's real plan until he started carrying it out. It seemed like maybe mm-hmm. he was just going to give the Autobots the keys in exchange for them putting the, you know, the spare T-Cog in him. Uh, so, yeah, <sighs> good episode. Very good episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so join us back all here next time for Patch. But of course, until then, we can be found all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on the Rusting Hulk of Tumblr. And, and we also have a Patreon. We do. We are set up on iaconunderground.net, uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting expenses and other things. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, and I guess we're coming up on June now, so it's about time for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah, it, it will be, wait, if, if my numbers are right, this will already be June 7th, something, mm-hmm. 8th around there, something. We're already in June. And, Godzilla. And yes, we will have Godzilla out at some point. You're, you're all going to have to go. <laughs> yes, I make us. I am actually I'm looking forward to it. Uh looking forward to 11 and the worst of the Lannisters and uh <laughs> drift and <laughs> I uh, worst Lannister maybe but definitely not the dumbest. Well, no, I I mean he he's absolutely not the dumbest, but he's absolutely the worst. He's I mean the rest of them are frankly more or less his fault. So, well, yes. Also that super gay bit with him and uh in Dracula untold. Plus. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, uh, check out our Patreon where we post a monthly special episode where we talk about whatever the exciting new movie is, or uh, Kimono Friends occasionally, or other random anime, or oh, other oh, random other things. Happy, happy, joy, joy news. Kimono Friends is officially coming out on DVD, or Blu-ray at least, in English, in America. Yay! Ooh. Oh, so is that like a dub, a dub or a sub? Oh, a dub. Oh. It will have a dub. Nice. Yes. Interesting. Sweet. Yay. Speaking from, of uh, dubs, wait, uh, the uh, the new dub of Evangelion is going to be... Oh, is that already out? Thing? It's coming so, out later this, or uh, coming out, I think, late June, like the 20th or something. Oh. Yeah. Have they had any trailers of it? Yet? I don't believe so. Not with That's the new. Odd. You'd think they would. Not with the new dialogue. Maybe it's not done yet. Oh yeah, uh, it's Discotech that's putting out Kimono Friends, my now favorite DVD company. Because <laughs> yes. they're giving me. Although, although I have to sign up. Where the hell's my Just Beyond release date, guys? Damn it. <laughs> I want to buy my Metal Hero Fighting Giant Monsters. Aww. 
All right, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm David. Okay. It is recording. My Yay. lines are squiggling. I'm making sure my lines are squiggling. Sure did have a clip episode. But not this one. No. Not the first All one. All right. Either.